welcome back to What's the Point of the Midrash, the weekly podcast where we take a look at a rabbinic text and offer suggestions to answer the question, what's the point of the Midrash? My name is Rabbi Josh Uter, and this week for Parshat Vayelach, even though it's one of the shorter parshiot that we have in the Torah, we've got one of the more, uh, I'd say, theologically complicated Midrashim that pertains to what we would call original sin. The Midrash in Zvarim Rabbah, beginning with 9.3, discusses a verse from Kohelet, Ecclesiastes 9.8, Ein adam shalit baruach lichloa taruach, ve'ein shilton biyomavet, ve'ein mishlachat b'milchama, ve'lo yimalet resha et ba'alav. No man has authority over life breath to hold back the life breath. There is no authority over the day of death. There is no mustering out from war. Wickedness is powerless to save its owner. And there are several passages in the Midrash that expound on this verse. The one that we're going to discuss today is Devarim Rabbah 9.8 that says, Devar Acher, another interpretation, Amar Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Levi says, Lemaha Devar Domet, what is this comparable? To a pregnant woman that was imprisoned. Yalada Shambain gives birth to a son. Gadaloto raises a Yaled, raises the kid. Avar Hamelech Lifne Beta Asurim. And the king goes by the prison. And the kid begins to cry out, My master, the king, Why am I imprisoned in prison? The king says, For the sin of your mother, you are here. Kach Amar, or imprisoned here. Kach Amar Moshe, so to Moshe says, Ribono Shalalam, God. There are 36 uh, transgressions that if a person were to violate any one of them would be liable for death. But lest did I uh, violate one of them, why did you decree that I should die? Amar lo, God says to him, For the sin of the first Adam, Adam from way back in Genesis, you die because he brought death to the world. Mahuhain, what was this? Ba'avon oto shekatuvbo, for the sin that was written of him, Hain ha'adam haya ke'echad mimenu. Man has now become like one of us. In context referring to knowing the difference between good and evil, and, of course, this being the transgression that caused Adam to get exiled from the Garden of Eden, but it was because of this sin that everyone has to die. Now, this idea of original sin takes on a very different form in other religions. Here, the idea of original sin is not that man is damned or man is intrinsically evil because of what Adam did, but what Adam did was bad enough is that that's worthy of dying. Okay, so it may not be as bad as what you might find in other religions, but that doesn't make it any less difficult, because even by the analogy in this midrash of imprisoning a child for the sins of the mother, that doesn't seem very just. Not only does it not seem just, it goes completely contrary to a verse in the Torah explicitly from Devarim Deuteronomy 24.16, Lo yamutu avot albanim, uvanim lo yamutu alavot, ish becheto yumatu. Parents aren't put to death for their children. Children aren't put to death for their parents. A person is only put to death for his own crime. 
And according to this midrash, it sort of flips it on its head where Moshe says, hey, you know, what did I do that was worthy of death? And the answer is, oh, well, it's because of what Adam Harishon did. And again, that doesn't really answer the question, especially taking into account this ethic of only holding people accountable for what they do, at least when it comes to terms to being executed. Now, yes, Moses didn't listen to what God had to say. So, yeah, that's not a good thing. But was it necessarily a capital offense? Eh, a little bit hard to say. Um, but yeah, this is actually a very difficult concept uh, to work everything in to say that all of humanity is punished for the sins of Adam Harishon when we're told explicitly that's not how things work, or at least that's not how you know, we should operate certain things. The best reconciliation I can come up with is the point is that it's trying to explain uh, the existence of death and not just the existence of death, but the justification of death, meaning does everyone deserve to die? Um, of course, you know, we can say, well, it's not just a matter of deserving, it's people live a long time biologically at some point just going to give out. But then you can ask, well, why were we created this way where we would have a finite lifespan? And it's definitely a very tricky question to answer. By giving this analogy to a kid that was born in prison and is sort of kept that way, maybe the point is that, yeah, this isn't just this isn't fair, but this is how it is. Is that the best way of approaching things? I don't know. Um, does it provide any solace? Eh, that's hard to say. It certainly is an answer. Is it a great one that we're going to be satisfied with? Um, probably not. Well, it depends who you are, but I can definitely see some people saying, well, you know, this is just the way it is because some being that's more powerful than you said so. Well, okay, it's going to be hard to argue with that. That certainly is an answer, um, you know, that solves the problem. Is it a satisfactory answer that we're going to be happy with? Maybe not. But then again, maybe that's the whole point of this midrash, that even some of the deepest, or probably especially some of the deepest, more poignant theological questions are not going to have a satisfactory answer. And sometimes we're just going to have to live with it or die with it, as the case may be. My take on it, but I'd really love to hear yours because I admit this was a tough one to try to come up with. And I'm sure there are dozens of opinions out there. And I really would love to hear what some of yours might be. Please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at jayuter or drop me a line on Facebook or send me an email via my website, www.joshuter.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and a wonderful Shabbat. Mm -hmm.